Hi, you're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a life and success coach who specializes in helping working professionals and entrepreneurs overcome imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are, and that someone is going to find you out, you've come to the right place. I use social and cognitive psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, and somatic healing to take my clients from imposter to empowered so they can go after the success that they want and feel worthy of it too. Let's dig in. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, mindset coach and imposter syndrome coach. So today we have on Jess Pantorato. I probably butchered her last name, but I sent her a DM and said, can you send me a voice message with how to say your last name? She's definitely told me before, but I have forgotten. So if I butchered it, I'm really sorry, Jess. I love you. Um, And I get it when people are like, how the fuck do you pronounce your last name? And I'm like, it's Peric, but it's very hard to pronounce. Um, So I get it. I get it. I feel you. If you have a difficult last name, I totally feel you. So anyways, Jess is somebody who was a one-to-one client with me from about January 2021. And we had our very last call in December of 2021. So we worked together for about a year and she is a spiritual medium. And the reason why I love Jess so much is because she's so real and honest and used to be a skeptic when it came to spirituality and intuition and all that stuff. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast and we have such a good conversation. I always record the intros after I actually record the actual interviews and this conversation is kind of long, but honestly, you will want to listen to the entire thing. It is so good. We cover so many topics about spirituality and imposter syndrome, her experience in one-to-one coaching, journaling, like we really go deep and it is an amazing episode. So you're going to love it. If you want to follow Jess or book a reading with her, you can go to The Spiritual Singer on Instagram and she also has a podcast called The Spiritual Singer. So without further ado... This is my interview with past one-to-one client, Jess. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. And hi, Jess. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. It's going to be so good. Okay, so first, can you tell us who you are and tell us, um, yeah, tell us who you are and how you came about to come into my orbit for us to start working together this time last year which is crazy eh Mm. yeah that is really crazy so crazy so my name is Jess (laughs) aka the spiritual singer and I'm a psychic medium and well my name is the spiritual singer because I'm actually doing a master's right now in opera so yeah mixing yeah (laughs) mixing all of that in together but we met because the coach that I was working with at the time became your client and then I saw all of the great things that she was doing and I thought okay I guess I'm jumping on the bandwagon (laughs) no I'm just kidding I I had spent a, a bit of time alone and I was thinking about getting a new coach, but I wasn't sure. And then I saw her be like, this is my new coach and she's awesome. And I was like, well, okay, I trust, referrals. you know, it's, referrals yeah, are I mean, yeah. even with getting your nails done, like there is that thing where you're always a little bit more inclined to give your trust and time and money and energy to somebody that you know, even if it's mm-hmm. just like from word of mouth. Totally, totally. And then we realized that we were from Ontario And we only like, like Jess's hometown is only like an hour and a half away from me. So I just think it's so cool how like we end up on the internet in this online space and then we end up working together and you're literally an hour and a half away from me, like from your hometown, even though you live in Germany. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, but like we grew up next to each other, but then now I live on the other side of the planet. Right, 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 Yeah. right. And And also that we grew up next to each other and like never would have met if it wasn't for this kind of thing. Exactly. And you um, have, do you have a German background? No, you just moved to Germany. Yes, but I have German in me. So I just think it's so cool. Do you? You are Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Do I think it's cool? I love all the Germans that are listening to this. (laughs) No, I (laughs) love... No, I love living in Germany. Germany has like 65% of the world's opera houses. 
So it's oh, okay. really common for North American singers to go to Germany. Like a not so good German opera house will have double or triple the budget of like the one of the five theaters in all of Canada. Wow. Okay. So yeah. that makes a little bit more sense. It's like you kind of were like your opportunities were a lot bigger yeah the plan was always italy which is funny that i end up here i mean i end yeah, up here. yeah i mean like you're in italy that's now. the universe yes. for yep. you yeah yep. but after i spent like a year a year and a half learning a whole new culture and language and everything and then it was just like okay i guess i don't live there anymore no bye <laughs> so funny so tell us about your own spiritual journey because the reason why i was so excited about this interview um is because you and i are so similar i'm also convinced you also have adhd but you're undiagnosed so <laughs> i'm not a doctor and i'm over here just diagnosing every single one of my clients like yeah that's adhd <laughs> so like who do i think i am but i feel like you and i are so similar in a ton of different ways but also in the way of you were probably really skeptical of spirituality until you yourself realized that you were quite spiritual intuitive now you're a medium like there are I feel like it's a journey you take as somebody who is like super skeptical and then you become like open to it and you start realizing like oh like the realistic part of you can coexist with the spiritual part of you so I would love to hear about how you became more spiritual um yeah I love that you said that like the it, it's so true like spirituality can just be like another mindset tool that you have in your toolkit or you can like use a spiritual approach to your mindset tools and they could just be like a part of your very realistic everyday life you know what I mean like I don't think I'm doing anything different than I did before I'm just a lot happier most of not all the time but most of the time um but you're right like the first time the first ever time that I can remember something spiritual happening to me was like my mom has this thing where she doesn't like to go to things alone that's her own thing we won't get into that so she would bring me to all of these like juju people and like you said I was not having it okay like I was not having it like astrologers psychics like I was like okay mom like whatever like I'll come but I don't know why you're gonna waste your money on this <laughs> and at the end of an astrology reading where actually everything that that woman predicted was like so spot on and at the end of that reading she's like you know what like they keep telling me that I need to give you this deck of angel cards and I was 19 or I don't know 18 19 20 something like that I thought I knew better than everybody else and I was like yeah okay lady and then after that the same thing kept happening like random people on the street would walk up to me and be like do you know that you have like a gift and again i was like like oh, skeptical so weird yeah so this was the first episode of my podcast i like explain all of the events because it's a little bit long it happened really a lot of times before yeah. i was like okay maybe this is like an actual thing that i should look into and even then i didn't do that i just took a course like in general to strengthen my intuition because you know, like yes. many people probably who are, I mean, I'm undiagnosed neurodivergent <laughs> and like being a girl and like having a maybe traumatic-ish upbringing, like you start to second guess yourself all the time or like ha experiencing imposter syndrome. And so I just wanted to strengthen my intuition to feel like better about my gut feelings. And, it and ended I up think being a thing. that is like a really big thing and I keep hearing it. So I feel like it's like something that I should be paying attention to more within my content because I keep on hearing the same concept across like tons of people is being able to discern between like anxiety and fear and your intuition and that is something that if you are not used to trusting yourself if you're not used to to cultivating your intuition then sometimes trusting your gut can feel a lot like fear or can feel a lot like anxiety well, yeah, because there's such a fine balance between like, I mean, there, there's just a, there's just a fine balance in life mm -hmm. between like discipline and then flow. And then totally. we want to be somewhere in the middle, but if we are like over, because usually if somebody is, if somebody's listening to this podcast, they probably experience imposter syndrome. And so they're probably so, like yeah. an overachiever, right? Which is like totally. so backwards, but so overachiever makes sense. has ADHD, <laughs> super fucked up. Yeah, totally. 
It's a club. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it's like we want to get all of these things done and we get stuck in this self-sabotage cycle and then we get used to trusting the wrong voice. And so all of these like normal people are like, just trust your gut. And we're out here being like, yeah, I tried that last time, Sally. It, it did didn't not work. End well. <laughs> it did not like grand enough. That is so fucking true. You're so right. So like, what happened for me too is when I was super like skeptical about any type of spirituality at all, I would be like, I'm the voice in my head saying things to me, not yeah spiritual like voices or whoever, like it's just me. So I would overthink it being like, okay, is this somebody actually speaking to me and channeling to me or am I talking to myself? But see, the thing is that it doesn't matter at mm. all. Love that. It really doesn't matter. Like I have clients who don't want to talk about like spirit or source like at all. And you know, when I start my readings, I do start with a prayer, but it's like non-denominational at all. Like I don't involve any kind of like God or anything because Mm -hmm. if you don't even have to subscribe to the idea that there is a bigger thing out there, right? Just like that there is this energy that encompasses like everything is energy. You literally can't argue that that is actually science. Like everything is energy. 100%. Yep. And if we're going to say that that energy comes from something greater and is guided from something bigger, it's as much outside of us as it is within us. Like we are all created in this energy and we all have access to it. So does it really matter? Like the messages are coming from outside of you, but they're also coming like from within you because they're kind of the same thing. I feel this way too when I teach clients how to like, as you know, how to like (laughs) reframe the past and help see it with more compassion and see it in a different light because at the end of the day how does it hurt you to reframe something in the past to help you move forward it doesn't hurt you whatsoever and i think especially people who are neurodivergent have a really um hard sense of like what's fair and what's right so they're always trying to find the right answer in terms of yes what is true and what's right so sometimes the reframing can be difficult because they're like but this is what actually happened but a part of coaching and rewiring your brain is being like okay you can interpret it that way but how does that help you move forward with your life how does that help you break how through and you said that why are you laughing <laughs> Because how many times have you said that to me? <laughs> okay, but how does that help? Yeah, you could figure that out, but how does that help? <laughs> so like, I find that when I work with people who may be neurodivergent, like I find that like just, they're really stuck in like, but this is what happened. And I'm like, I can totally see that, but how can we reframe it that is going to help you move forward? And I think that's very similar to what you're talking about and being like, you don't have to believe in God or angels or any of that stuff. But the fact that you just believed that like, there is something or that it can be helpful for you like at the end of the day is it helpful for your brain is it helpful for your life okay this is weird but this 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 like image keeps coming into my head so it probably means that I should say it I reconnected with like an old high school friend this summer most like cynical skeptic dude ever okay like and just like a really like a like a bro okay like a hockey like a like a toronto hockey mans oh god oh god toronto hockey mans oh no this is enough i can hear him speaking right now i can literally any canadian that says a lot (laughs) (laughs) and so this is the funny thing with readings is like he was like all right you know what like i'm open to it like i i don't really know if i believe it but like i'm open to it go for it love that and you know what it's like, you know, when you have a reading and you have all of your, all of your like truest and deepest thoughts, like reflected at you, you can't really argue with it. Like you don't really ask why, because you're like, okay, this has been on my mind in my heart. And now it's being reflected to me by some stranger on the internet. Like there's, there's gotta be something there. You know what I mean? And so then you yeah. kind of, I think that that helps with the question, like why, why, why? Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I think the coolest thing, because, okay, a lot of people are obviously going to run away from feeling uncomfortable, but when it comes to something that what you and I do, like your best transformations with people, your best 
testimonials are probably the people who were skeptical in the first place are probably the people who like you spoke to them and they were like holy shit like i didn't realize that you were in my head and that they were so moved emotionally what no i i think that there's a difference and probably for you and like your coaching too there's a difference between being skeptical and being just like i'm gonna say neutral i'm gonna use the word neutral Mm -hmm. because i think to be to really be successful i guess or like get the most out of coaching or or reading or really anything that you go into you need to be open to it mm-hmm, because sure. as a as a coach as any kind of like coach or channel or anything you're not gonna help you can only help people help themselves like so, i can't do anything for you especially if your energy is like so closed off you're like this is all bullshit then like I'm so not you get say anything. that but i've had people who've come into coaching who who say that they're open who invest and then it's literally it's so hard to get through to them don't worry it isn't you but like probably th- is <laughs> but like that is the uncomfortable part for the coach is if i were to get stressed out about that stuff because i used to I used to get so stressed about people who were a little bit resistant and I used to make it mean something about me. But if I really think about what I'm doing here, it's like you and I are both helping change their brain. You're helping change their thinking, help change their perspective. And if you expect that to be easy, like it's going to be extremely painful. So I think what's important here and how I want to like, tie it back is like you have to live in your purpose and speak your truth and speak your like spiritual story and truth for those people no matter who is skeptical or unsure or whatever because you have the capacity to really change somebody's life and I hope whoever is like listening to this as well if you suffer with imposter syndrome you probably feel like I can't change somebody's mind or I can't be this this leader or this change maker, but you can, you just have to be okay with being a lot uncomfortable with standing in your purpose. Yeah. And I, and I, so I get what you're saying. I guess for me, it's like when somebody comes people, I think when people come to a reading, maybe like coaching, like they get, there's that fear of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and then they just close up. And it's like, for sure you could do something like you're going to be able to help them a little bit it's sort of like that sweet spot between not being like so gung-ho that then you get stuck you need to be perfect and then you let the perfectionism like trip you up and you get stuck in that self-sabotage thing yep Mm -hmm. and it's it's like the sweet spot between that and then just like really being like this isn't for me i'd rather just eat chips on the go to my nine to five and eat chips on the couch at night and complain about the things that i don't like in my life like somewhere in between those two people are the people with this kind of stuff is gonna like help the most yeah but I guess for us the most important thing there is just catching that perfectionist voice and like acknowledging that that's what that is and just being like okay thank you I see that you're trying to keep me safe and like you could step aside now because I'm trying to help you out yeah like this is all for me yeah for sure yeah like I've had about like a handful of readings before I started getting readings with you and like when I first started out like I definitely was super skeptical but like if anybody's listening you need to get a reading from Jess because she is amazing but like I keep coming back because I feel like there is such a realistic point of view and I trust you so I feel like it doesn't feel like bullshit and I think a lot of people when they're a little bit too spiritual for me and I can't get on their level it makes it less it makes it less believable for me. It doesn't mean it's not true or real. It's just I'm not at that point yet with the spiritual journey that I'm on. So I feel like your services and how you read for people is the perfect bridging spot between like leaning into their spirituality and trusting themselves versus like somebody who is so woo woo and so spiritual and knows everything. Well, it's, I mean, thank you so much for saying that. But also, it's so funny because sometimes those aren't the best readings. And it's funny Mm -hmm. because I talk about that in my, in my episode about readings. Like, you can go to somebody whose house is full of sage and crystals and like singing, I don't know, whatever you think of somebody who's like super spiritual would have. 
that doesn't mean that they're gonna give you the most honest reading totally and Mm -hmm. people are so scared of readings because they think it's bs because they think you're going to be reacting on like i'm just gonna see your reaction and then go based on that Somebody who reads like that is going off of ego because they want the person to say like, oh my God, Mm. you're an amazing reader. And that's why I was talking about the difference between like skeptics because I don't want a skeptic as a client because I'm not going to change your mind. Like if you come to me and you're open, I'm going to change your freaking life. But if you come to me and you're like, this is bullshit, you need to prove yourself. I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? The energy just changes. So, but I get what you're saying because I think sometimes people think that they have to appear super spiritual for their message to come across mm, in the right way. Big, yeah. They're like, oh, I have to cover this and like all kind of stuff to like make people buy it. Like I need to put my pictures with like a crystal ball and I just show up and I'm just me and I talk exactly like how I talk, but it's all think- spot on. And then people are sitting there like, what the hell just happened? And I think you just like hit it on the head there in terms of being like if anybody is listening to this and they feel like they have a spiritual gift that's not being nurtured or that they think that they're a little bit spiritual or whatever it's like you don't you don't have to be a perfect person I talk about that all the time on here as well because like being neurodivergent I have a hard time like not being really honest about my own journey (laughs) but I know that there is a perfectionist part of me who's like they won't see you as an expert if you talk about your own experiences with imposter syndrome but I don't know how to separate the two so I'm just like super honest about it so I feel like what you're saying is that there are people who like you look at them and they're super super spiritual and you think I need to be that way and no like you can be spiritual as you are right now yeah exactly Exactly. You can invite the you can invite the really the most important aspects of spirituality, like the inside aspects of spirituality. And you don't need all of that other like you don't need the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. You need yeah. the basics. Yeah, totally. Um, can we talk a little bit about when you started to work with me? And where you were, because I think you had like, you had started your business, but you had like a course or something like that. And you hadn't really leaned into actually doing a ton of readings and doing all that stuff. So I want to hear what do you think has changed for you since before we started working together to now after we work together? Because we worked together for about nine or 10 months. So yeah, I think... And I mean, I know I've said this to you a million times. I don't think I'm, I wasn't the person who like had a moment where everything was like, oh my God, my life is so much better now. It was more like, it was more like slow and gradual. And I kind of felt like nothing was happening because, you know, imposter know. syndrome, you need to be perfect and everything. <laughs> you were like, nothing's happening. I'm like, okay, let me bring out the fucking receipts, Jess. <laughs> exactly. And then at the end, I was like, oh, I'm like kind of a totally different person now. <laughs> Like, cool. Like, even my whole business changer, right? So I I initially started as um, I was coaching people who were moving abroad. Mm-hmm. And I had just started with my, like, mediumship course at the time that we met. And I was kind of like, yeah, this is just for funsies, though. Like, this isn't really what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then it ended up going really Actually, well. And I don't think that had we not, had we not worked through this kind of stuff or had I not had your guidance through all of the imposter syndrome hurdles, Mm -hmm. I would not be able to show up online and be like, Hey, I'm going to talk to your spirits and make your life a whole lot better. (laughs) Yeah. So why do you think like, how was imposter syndrome holding you back? Okay. Before I answer that, I'm going to say about working with you that like, now that, now that, I mean, technically, no, technically we still do work together because I'm going to make an effort to come to the worthy totally. method calls because they're so, they're so valuable. I'm just always confused oh, about the time you. zone because That's of my fine. diagnosis. That's understandable. <laughs> and um, just the sheer volume of things that come with working with you. Like, I feel like so many people on the internet have learned how to sell and not how to show up and give, like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there who lack integrity. And I feel very confident saying that because I think that we fall into the same box. We're like, I know that what I'm telling you that you're going to get is like 25 times less than what you're actually going to get when you show up. Mm-hmm. But I think that so many people sell so well and then you sign up and you invest and then you finish working with them and you're like, well, that's kind of not what you promised me. Mm. Whereas with you, it was like the opposite. You were like, well, that was like way more than I thought that I was getting. Like I thought I just bought this one course. I thought we were going to chit chat and like, yeah, just, just your, your generosity and your genuine desire to like see your clients do well. And that's, Mm Thank you. It's something that should just be a given. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I almost like took it for granted because for me, like that's also how I operate, right? So like in my head, I'm like, yeah, everybody should be like this. And then I remember like, oh yeah, not everybody is like that. Yeah, thank you. Um, but how is imposter syndrome holding you back? I think there are very few people who do not suffer with like some kind of imposter syndrome. Like everybody has that little voice in the back of their head saying like, don't, not don't do it. But it's like you were saying, that's why people have a hard time trusting their intuition because there's that Mm -hmm. voice that's inside of you, that's your intuition. And then there's your inner imposter. And one of them you want to kick to the curb and the other one you want to like trust and follow. But discerning between the two is freaking hard. So hard. It's so hard in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And so just the, like, even if somebody were just to do, I don't know, a one-off thing with you, I don't even know if that's possible, just to learn how to question those thoughts, Mm -hmm. not from an anxiety place, but from a place of like, okay, like, does this really serve me? Mm -hmm. Do I need this? Mm -hmm. Like, is it helping me? Like, do I really need to know why? Because I think for like, I'm just gonna say I was gonna do air quotes, but people can't see me. So yeah. <laughs> like, quote, unquote, normal people, maybe they don't have that. But those are probably not the people who like are coming to work with you. They're people like us who need to think about something 45,000 times before. Or we tell ourselves that normal people don't have those thoughts and that we're the odd ones out. And in reality, like, there are some people that here's what I think, I think that there are people that suffer with it so strongly that they would come to work with me. And then there are some who experience it, but not to the degree where they feel like it is sabotaging their opportunities and their life. And then that's fine. Cause I got yeah, well, this for everyone, but, <laughs> but I think it's really important because we can stop ourselves from doing everything that we really want to do or believing that we are that expert and it can affect everything in our life yeah i had something to say but it fell out of my head (laughs) it'll come back (laughs) (laughs) i think that's it no that's a really interesting point as you said that like i think that the yeah like you said let's say there's a small percentage of people who like don't have those thoughts and then the people who maybe have less of them like i think some people just choose to live with that yeah there are well it's kind of a secret, but not really. But I am writing a book on imposter syndrome. And I, one of the things that I talk about in there is that like people regard imposter syndrome, first of all, as like a dusty corporate concept that's like, oh, yeah, imposter syndrome is just a part of the professional world. And it's regarded as something that you just have to deal with. And I argue the opposite in terms of being like, it can actually wreak havoc on your entire life, not just your work. And if you have a resounding, I'm not good enough, it's not just going to happen at work. It's going to happen in all areas of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there are some people who like just choose to see that voice and be like, okay, this is my life. But it's like you said, maybe I think that's it. That's really interesting that you brought that up because it's kind of like the same thing. Like it doesn't matter what you call like any of the spiritual stuff. Like you can call it God, you can call it your intuition, you could call it spirit source, whatever your angels. It literally doesn't matter because it's all the same thing. Like if you feel this feeling of, like you said, a resounding not good enough Mm -hmm. and you want to call that like unworthiness or a lack Mm -hmm. of self-trust, then fine it doesn't really matter what you call it 
it's the fact that you're acknowledging it and you're choosing like I want something better for myself I want something bigger for myself I know that I can be and do more and so I'm gonna just go all in because okay I'm scared shitless but whatever you know because I don't know if that voice ever goes away you just have tools to deal with it and do the thing despite the voice and I think when I first started out in this niche, I talked a lot about like overcoming and it being gone for good. And instead, I'm really trying to term the language as you're breaking through imposter syndrome, which means that you're breaking through it at every new level. You're learning how to dialogue with the voice. You're learning how to have a conversation with it and not just believe every little thing that your brain wants to offer to you, you know, like the very, the simplest thing that I can explain to people, if they have like the question of like, how do I, how do I start overcoming this is like, you have to realize that the voice that says I'm not good enough, like it's not you and it doesn't have to be true. You're just choosing to believe it. So that choice is to be like, actually, I'm gonna question why the fuck I would think I'm not good enough. But a lot of people don't have those skills or those tools, so they just don't do it. And they go through life being like, I'm not good enough. Well, I guess I'm not good enough and I can't do this and I can't do that, you know? Yeah, and then they end up with like a whole bunch of regret. Yeah, totally. So amazing. This is a really good conversation. Um, I, I feel like we talked a lot about spirituality and imposter syndrome and you working with me. Just thinking if there's anything else that we can add into it. Okay. All right. It's interesting that you said that because actually like a really useful tool that not a lot of people share is like, okay, so like you said about the thoughts, when you're meditating, nobody's telling you that your thoughts are not going to come. Like, I think almost everybody, like, the most spiritual dude on the top of the mountain is going to say, like, yeah, you're going to have thoughts. And I think then, like, your perfectionism voice comes out and is like, well, is this a download? Like you were saying before, is this a download for my spirit guides? Or, like, am I making a grocery list? Or, like, what the hell is this? It doesn't matter. Like, even when you have a dream that you're like, oh, I know that that was meaningful, but I'm going to forget it. You can ask... You could say, I am I am being present right now and I want to be present in this moment. And can you please show this to me later? Or like, if you wake up from a dream and you know that it was important, then you could say, can you please show me this sign in the physical world? And like, just asking, right? And like, that's kind of what you're saying about your thoughts. Like, that's just choosing a different thought. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's not the end of the world if I wake up and I forget this dream. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, tasking your subconscious which I was talking about on stories like a couple of weeks ago and you were like what does this mean and I was like oh I'll tell you because um when you task your subconscious you are basically like asking it to show you something again or or to help you solve a problem so for example if I have something that I really need clarity on the night before I go to bed I'll be like subconscious can you please try and figure this out as I sleep tonight, because your subconscious is just like recycling things and you're having dreams and all of these things are happening. And about 90% of the time I wake up with more clarity, you know, Um, and just be so I think it's a cool idea to also like task your spirit guides as well, or just like task the universe because you're also training your brain to look for it as well. Yeah, I mean, like we said, like, it's the same thing. Like, it doesn't matter if you call it your subconscious or like your spirit guides. I don't know. I find this whole, I'm always weary of spiritual mentors when they say that you like need to do something Mm -hmm. because you don't need to do anything. And like everyone's Mm -hmm. spiritual journey is going to look different. Like this is what, when I talked about spirit guides and when I explained spirit guides to people, like they're going to show up to you in whatever way that you accept them. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not down, for like angels and spirits and source God, whatever. If you're not down for that, then that's fine. Maybe you'll see a bird or maybe you'll see repeating numbers or, you know, like you're going to see the thing that works for you because like you said, like you're you're just tasking your subconscious And like, you know what's so crazy is that the other day I was like meditating, I was in the bath, everything was good. And I was doing a specific one to like show me my spirit guides and have a conversation with them and I saw a horse 
And I kept thinking, okay, I see a horse, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, wait, the horse is my symbol. But I kept just thinking I was in a field being like, like, okay, I'm in a field and I see a horse. Okay, whatever. I fucking love horses and I am going to have one one day. That's on my vision board and everything. Um, And you're like, okay, that's weird. But I, if I was really, really rich growing up, I would 100% be a horse girl like a hundred percent I mean you sound like a horse girl girl. that's why I'm laughing I'm like how did you keep your horse girl so secret this whole time I'm a hundred percent a horse girl um so I kept seeing this like horse and it was like a white horse and I was like okay I keep seeing this horse and I was like wait maybe the horse is my fucking symbol so then I googled it and like the amount of things that it's symbolizes which like I can't really recall it right now but it was very relevant to what I was working through and thinking about and I was like wow instead of questioning it and being like no it isn't the horse it's a person or it's something else I just allowed it to be however it is to come to me yeah and all right something that a client got upset with me in a reading about but I think is a great tool I told them to google it like that's the thing like spirituality is not this like crazy thing that's out there I I studied mm. numerology fun fact I don't like usually announce this but like, why I, bitch <laughs> why that makes you I'm even more say of an why. expert bitch because because it. when I see angel numbers I google them and you know why because every time what comes up is like a slightly different yes and I don't like that in the study of numerology, like it's all very fixed. Like there's things that I do like about it, but there's things that it's like right or wrong. Whereas like when I see an angel number now, I'm like meaning of two, two, two. However, and it comes up a little bit differently every time. And then however, whatever it is, is useful. I think your experience though with numerology is something that you should talk about because it still even adds to you being an expert. Like this is kind of an example of when people come to me (laughs) and they have education or work experience or something and they just completely negate it like there have been tons of times where somebody's been like halfway through our time together they're like oh yeah i actually have a degree or something i'm like what like you never mentioned that you have this kind of experience you know like and i also always talk about too in terms of like it doesn't matter how much education or experience you have. If you feel like a fraud, you feel like a fraud. It won't yes. matter. So that's why you can do all the certifications and do all that stuff. It's great and it's gonna help you for sure, but it won't stop you from feeling like a fraud. So what I was gonna say is that I can understand why you would have those thoughts about numerology, but I think that's a really unique standpoint in terms of being like, hey, I have experience in this, but because I think I'm the expert, I'm going to say that I think it's bullshit that it's so fixed. Yeah, well, it's same with astrology, right? Like, I don't know if you noticed that. It's funny because I've started doing like my full moon energy updates now are now like reading. So I just do a reading Mm. for the collective. Like I draw cards and then I write out the full moon energy update. And it's always the same as the astrologers that I used to go and like like all the I used to do so much research to put together those moon energy updates and now I just do it as a reading and it always matches up like that's so cool yeah it's so cool and I I think this thing of this thing of this thing of bs comes up a lot in coaching and in spirituality and it's like does it matter you know what it's like you were saying before like this thought like does it matter if it helps you and because of this thing like you end up you end up 10 steps ahead as opposed to just like you sitting there and being like, but, but what if she's making it up? But like, what is even a spirit guide? But like, I'm an atheist, like, or whatever it is, like, I can't change my mindset. I'm going to just have imposter syndrome forever. Like whatever it is, you could just sit there with the complaints and just keep things the way that they are. And that's fine. Or you could choose to just like trust because sometimes in coaching like in reading in life you're you're at a certain place for a certain reason and it's not going to be where you are forever Mm -hmm. yeah but it's where you're supposed to be right now we also have a filter in our brain called the conscious critical faculty i don't know if i've talked about this on the podcast before i think i have but it's it's basically yeah it's it's basically a filter that 
it comes in and when it is introduced information that like you have no idea about or like is very opposing to your own thoughts or beliefs, your brain is going to reject it because it's protecting yeah. itself. It's going to reject that information. So like, for example, when I was first starting out as a coach in 2018 and I was reading about journaling, I was like, you don't have to journal to be successful. That is bullshit. Actually, journaling has been like one of the most transformative things in my entire life. And I believe like it is a staple in coaching for me. Like it isn't an option for you to come and work with me and not journal. Like I have a, you journal, yeah. Jess. I have a, <laughs> you're like, do I journal? Yes, you fucking do, bitch. <laughs> but no, I that's this- not what it was. That was that my journaling has changed so much actually because in our we had like an extra we had an extra session after our time yes. ended and in that yep. session we talked about journaling and you were saying how like it doesn't have to be any kind of way yep and I know that you've said that to me before and I know that I've heard it before but for whatever reason like in 2022 I'm over here like crying in my did you see my story today I literally I posted did. a story of it. me sobbing onto my notebook <laughs> and I was like I know what this is about I'm yeah here. I know. <laughs> I have the inside knowledge. I was like, anybody who knows me knows what this is about because I've literally been trying to get over it for like 10 years and then I'm just randomly sobbing into my notebook on a Sunday afternoon and it's just gone. Like, what the hell? Like, in the best way, like, in such a good way. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I have this one client who when her and I started working together back in June like she never journaled at all and now she journals every single day and like it's not magic it's just you get your fucking thoughts out and like you actually are putting to paper thoughts that are always in your mind but you don't actually speak them and and it's the same thing with coaching is like it's hard to explain the impact of coaching until you get it because you have a space to air out fucking everything and air out every thought and everything. And you don't realize how like the smallest thought is creating such a big ripple effect in your life until you actually speak it or talk about it and like untether it. And then you're like, holy, but like that's happened for me time and time again, where I had this tiny thought that's been in the back of my head for months. And then I finally say it on a coaching call and I'm like, wow it's like I set it free you know well yeah that's funny that you say that because I think that's what was keeping me from journaling it was Mm -hmm. all of this like positivity which is way more bs than anybody saying that they're (laughs) like all of this like you know what I mean because you you have this like perfectionism you want to do everything as well as possible you want it to be perfect and then there's the like good vibes only and like you create you do create your reality sure but part of that is like airing out this stuff that's that's very real and that has happened to you and that if you don't like acknowledge and heal is just going to freaking follow you around no many no matter how many good vibes you toss on top of it right and so i was scared to write like all the law of attraction stuff that i had learned was like well if you write bad things in your notebook like if you don't only write affirmations then you're going to ruin your life like Sally used to write in her diary and her and then her boyfriend broke up with her and she lost her winning lottery. You know what I mean? Like that's what they tell you. And then she did my method and <laughs> a lot of people too associate journaling to having a hard time or things being yes. negative because they're only used to journaling when things suck. And you're right. I have a client in the worthy woman who she said the same thing. She was like, I'm a little resistant to journaling because each time I do, it's usually just like bad shit. I feel like I can't journal when things are good. It just doesn't seem like it connects. And it's because no, 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 like it's not just a bad thing and it's not just a good thing. And I think you talking about that, the law of attraction and being afraid to have negative feelings and being afraid to say negative things can really fuck people up because they're like I can't say this and I can't feel shitty because if I do I'm gonna like repel all the things that I want and that's but instead you're having that emotion and those thoughts stuck inside like legitimately stuck inside of you and then that's gonna 
fuck you up even more. No, for sure. Like journaling is just getting so honest with yourself. And I feel like so many people miss out in things like, like readings and coachings and their journaling because they just can't get honest enough with themselves mm-hmm. because it's really hard to like, even if you're even like, even just being happy about something that you feel like is like stupid to be happy about, you know, like any yeah. kind of like judgmental thought that you might have creeping around there. And I think that like, as you're saying this, I don't know what keeps coming to me. It's like journaling for like the mindset industry is like water for the fitness in- industry. Like it's mm-hmm. the thing that people write oh, off. I love that. And it's yes. always going to be so good for you. Like it's yes, like you're it's- doing all these workouts and you're not drinking your freaking water. Yes. And then you're wondering why you feel like like the same with journaling like that is so fucking true because like it's said all the time and you kind of like roll your eyes at it and you're kind of like yeah 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 i know i have to drink my water but like drinking a lot of water really helps a lot of things it helps so many it really does it helps me like it gives me more energy i sleep better i lose weight faster like it really does help and like i totally agree with you in terms of like journaling is so helpful that it's so fucking stupidly simple you don't even realize like it's so simple like anybody can go to the store and get a notebook and start journaling and that's and I think that actually now that you're saying that I think that's like the psychics that people expect to go to they expect the psychic who's like I'm gonna tell you your soulmate's name and I'm like I'm gonna help you fix your shit (laughs) I'm gonna be really honest with you you know what I mean and like that kind of person and that kind of coach like I'm gonna get you to six figures in one month those are like the those are like the the fat blaster pills like I'm gonna get you lose 10 pounds in one month and you and I are just over here with our water and our journals (laughs) come over here guys oh I totally agree with you and that's because I think impatience it's just like people want their problem solves right away and I think like nobody wants to hear me say this but like over breaking through imposter syndrome is a process like I don't work with my clients for six to ten months for no reason like it's if I could solve all of their problems in one session I would be a fucking magician but I can't rewire their brains it it has to be a process um and I think a lot of people are looking for quick fixes because they want to just feel better but like you can feel better it's just going to take some time and you can take your time and what's funny is that that's why i started offering like bundles with coaching because people would come to me for a reading wanting like quick answers and then they'd come back like a week later and and i it would be more or less the same messages and i was like okay what did you do since we've seen each other like have you like taken the lessons and like applied them like what did you they're like nothing it's not working and i'm like but what did you do (laughs) so then we have to get into like the coaching because it's like if you're not gonna do the stuff that you know is good for you like journal and drink your freaking water and meditate then you can't be mad (laughs) when everything is like not going the way that you want it to be you know yeah definitely i had a thought about numerology like 10 fucking minutes ago but I wanted to say that I had somebody reach out to me because I had on my stories like something like oh I keep seeing three 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 or something and she was like I keep seeing blah 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 what does it mean and I fucking googled it and I told her and she was kind of like for a second she was kind of like oh yeah like I googled it too but like I'm just not sure because you always get different responses and I said to her I said I truly believe that what comes up is what you need to hear and how you interpret it and she was like yeah you're right but here is some person looking for the right answer or the ultimate answer and there fucking is none it's not even that like it's that there there isn't there is none because it's not helpful to you Right. What's most important is what's most helpful to you, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and you know, that's not to say I think spirituality is a lot more and like mindset coaching and just working on yourself, self-growth is so much more than just like looking at angel numbers. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's where a lot of people go wrong and they end up like spiritually bypassing, you know, they're like, Mm -hmm. they're like, I, I, I sage my house and like, I have crystals. I'm spiritual. Like, that's not what it's about. (laughs) 
it's about like showing up to this stuff every day like we're talking about like sitting with your ugly thoughts and journaling them out like investing in in a in some kind of support whatever support feels right to you mm-hmm. and then going off and applying that new knowledge to your life yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like- right and that's why things like numerology and astrology i like them i know about them i could offer services around them and I felt more, you know, what's funny is speaking of imposter syndrome, I felt more confident when I could do that because I was like, here's this book. Here's where I learned this from. Or like, here's this teacher that I mentored under. Here's where I learned this from. This is why this is real. Whereas like with psychic mediumship, you can't, I can't, I can't prove it to you. I mean, I can, you know, in a reading, I can tell you like, this is the person that I see, yep. but I can't show them to you tangibly. Mm-hmm. And I feel much more confident offering my services now because I know that they're freaking legit mm-hmm. than I did when I was hiding behind a more, let's say like, again, quote unquote, solid yeah methodology because of because of tackling imposter syndrome because it's not about what you're selling it's about how you feel about what you're selling exactly exactly like i think people think okay i'm gonna get this certification from this place and because i have this certification from this place i can speak on this because it has solid evidence that can be backed up that's not my own opinion but being an expert is taking something that has been said before or done before and like putting your own twist on it and that's why when i was talking about like debunking this whole idea of like imposter syndrome just being for the corporate world as like something you have to deal with instead of actually like break through and overcome it's it's I could have just been like look at all this research on imposter syndrome like blah 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 like it's like here it is but instead I'm choosing to say this is what I think I don't have any like um peer reviewed research around it yet but this is just what I think and I think it's good enough and see Well, it's funny that you, yeah, it's funny that you say that because you keep saying that and it keeps reminding me of like someone I dated who's like a finance bro. And I think that he would say that he has overcome his imposter syndrome. But like I was saying, like, I don't, yeah, I don't think that he has issues with those thoughts anymore, but I don't think that he's doing the big scary thing on the other side of those Mm. thoughts. And that's like the difference. And that's where the growth comes. And that's probably what you're talking about, right? Like, yeah, this old, like this old ideology has these people in like traditional, like, sure, you could have stayed at your job at the OPP and conquered Mm. your, your thoughts. Let's say it like that. Like you could have totally done that and lived a life, a happier life Mm -hmm. without those thoughts, but you would have never been in the place that you are now and never had like the freedoms and and the goals that you have if you didn't like tackle them head on. I could have stayed in that job and gotten more confident in a role that I've been doing for a very long time and not taken any risks or done anything outside of the box because I was so confident in that role because I've been doing it for so long. So I knew all the ins and outs versus taking risks and stepping outside of the box is really fucking scary because you never truly feel like you know everything. But on the other side of that, you're right, are tons of opportunities and a bigger life than I had previously imagined for myself. Yeah, but I do think the one thing that I want to say, like, that I'm like hesitant about is that I feel like there's a lot of stuff like people who coaches who coach coaches, I think there's so much focus on this, like, you're the expert, you don't need training, just do it, like sell it like, no, I needed to take this course. Like, yes, I always had a spiritual inclination. And I was always able to like, like when people in my family passed away, they would come to me in dreams. Like even as a kid, this is stuff that I forgot. And like, I had an encounter with a ghost that I'm going to tell this story on my podcast. Like my grandparents came to me and that's what kind of started my spiritual awakening. Yeah. While I was going through a really shitty time. Yeah. So cool. I always had that inclination. Great. But had I not gone to a professional, more than one professional, done the research, done the work to learn this and master this skill, it always would have been kind of like, one off like maybe I would have sold still as many readings as I do and maybe I would have I don't think no I would have my clients now are like the best they're like <laughs> they're the best I probably wouldn't have had those kinds of clients because they probably would have come to me and been like oh sometimes she's really on on like really spot on and sometimes I just 
I get a weird vibe because there is a confidence that comes with like knowing what you're talking about. I think mm-hmm. it's like it's like the balance between being strict with yourself, like discipline and flow. It's the same with the balance of like belief in yourself and then actually knowing what you're talking about. Oh, of about. course. And like I think it's good that you said that, but I want you to remember too that like nobody is ever saying don't ever get education or don't get certified. Like I would never say that. I have people who come to me, like the only people that actually work with me are the ones that have all that shit to back it up and still feel like a fraud. I've never worked with somebody who didn't have any education or nothing. I was just like, I feel like a fraud because I'd be like, um, well, (laughs) you decided yesterday you wanted to be a coach and you don't have like anything and you're like 18 years old. So I can understand why you would feel that way, you know? So I think (laughs) that there is a disconnect between because I've had this I've had somebody um comment on an Instagram of mine like being like certifications don't m- m- make you feel less l- like an imposter and she was like you can't tell people to not get certified and all this stuff I said did you even read the fucking post I said Probably get it not. on my comment <laughs> I was like Did you even read the post? There is not once of me saying don't get certified. What I'm saying is that if you are only doing things because you think you'll feel good enough at the end of it, you're going to have the certification at the end and you're still going to feel like a fraud. So I hear what you're saying. And by the way, I am a coach that coaches coaches. (laughs) So I think it's really funny that you said that. But yeah, but you're not coaching like a how to scale your business with sales funnels. You're like, oh, yeah, coaching yeah. A, you're like coaching an in an inner. I don't want to say an inside shit. That sounds dirty. So well. <laughs> like you're like you're changing the way that the person approaches their life. Like if somebody came to you and left and still had the same amount of customers, they would still see differences in their life. Yes, like they would yes, still have totally. like some right. kind of like improvement. Yeah. Like I pivoted my whole business when I started getting clients when we stopped working together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, no, that's just a story <laughs> you're telling yourself, but okay. You, she a hundred percent got clients during the whole time we were working together. It's her brain. It's the ADHD <laughs> it's brain. That's also true. That's very fair. <laughs> but, but I see what you're saying and it's kind of like what you were talking about with like integrity and like and like being somebody who is like genuinely interested in like helping you grow and I think that in the coaching industry like just like any industry at all there's going to be people who don't have the best intentions and that's okay you just have to learn how to suss them out and you also have to trust yourself to hire somebody who you feel like you can trust and that like you were consuming some of my content for a, a couple of months before like a month or two and then you bought a single session for like from me and then you had a sale yeah yes and I was like I and I had a lot of blocks around money which I'm currently working on by the way (laughs) personal life update and I was like okay like maybe this is for me now like (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah like I hear what you're saying and like yeah if um I am never going to say I don't think you should have any certifications or anything because it is important to know how to hold space for people, how to be in integrity with your services. And I think that there is no level of belief that can supersede like actual knowledge um, and actual experience. But on the other hand, if I would have waited 10 years to start coaching because I needed to have all the certifications and do all the things and I wouldn't be where I am now. So I also believe that like experience is really important as well. So if you're a coach that is listening to this, like don't be afraid to just like get the experience and charge lower and like work through those things and build up your expertise because you are going to be growing um, yeah, for the rest of your life in this career. Yeah. And something that keeps coming to me, even though it's like really very vulnerable to say is like, sometimes I do show up to a reading and like the messages that I get are bizarre and I feel like a fraud and I'm like, am I making this shit up? And then I'm telling the person the messages and they're like sobbing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, but I see like this really like baby blue, like pickup truck. And I just started explaining it. Cause again, it's like the weirdest mishmash of stuff. Yeah. And then I literally can watch like somebody's 
like face filled with emotion and like they're just like sobbing and like oh yeah I've had like training like I really do know what I'm doing mm. I just forget sometimes yeah and when I choose like if I cho- if I chose to believe those thoughts and to not offer my services then I would be cutting these people off from like the the confirmations and Mm -hmm. messages and joy and whatever else that they walk away from a reading with you know yeah and I think we just all go into it with like like everybody that's here that's listening to this has a good heart and cares about helping people um and I think that we can be afraid to cause discomfort or pain to somebody else especially being so empathetic and really caring about people especially as a coach you care about humans if you're a coach you know so like sometimes we negate our own experience and expertise because we're afraid to do harm or hurt somebody's feelings or or screw up or whatever but that is why it's so important to build the belief in yourself and really believe that what you do and what you know is enough and that you'll always be learning you will always be expanding on your skills and learning um but that the belief in yourself is it's it's a part of the equation it's not just like you don't have any education but if you believe in yourself you're good it's like actually it's a good balance between like the education the expertise the experience and I always say education, but I know that there are some people who are like, but I don't have a degree, but I mean, like even continuing education, you know, like it really doesn't matter. Um, And also taking your experience from anything in your life. Like I use skills as a server, like as a, like a server at fucking wild wing, I use those skills in a lot of like relating to, oh my God, I was not a good server. I was a really bad server. It was the, it was the undiagnosed ADHD. Like, they would like ask me for the ketchup and I would be like, yeah, sure. And then I'd go away and I'd forget. And then I'd be oh, like, oh fuck, I have girl. a table. Oh my God, it would happen to me all the time. Out. And now I know it was undiagnosed ADHD, but I learned skills and how to like talk to people and how to like sell them items on the menu and talk about the special things and all that shit, you know? So like I choose to see every experience that I've had in my life, all my education in my life as relevant to me being a coach and that's a choice why are you laughing it's really funny that you say that because I took a job one summer at Burger Priest and when they like first open in 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 the bridge in Vaughn and um you know I was like kind of embarrassed I mean it was really fun because my boyfriend at the time worked at the beer store across the street so like we would like take lunch breaks together and stuff but the whole time I was like this is an embarrassing job like oh my god like what if someone comes in and like I was in maybe second year of university. I so hate you. Open. That's so normal. Twenty one, dude. I was making a. I was making like fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah, my wage was like eleven. Yeah, and customers would be like, "Are you the owner's daughter or something? Like, why are you so nice? Like, you're really good at your job." And here I was the whole time, just like talking shit about myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I think that that's just. It's just funny. It's just such a testament of like what work what this kind of work over time can do I mean I don't know if I would take the job like I was I was a cashier I didn't have to cook anything I made the ice cream sandwiches but Mm. oh um, whenever when someone's like I want a fucking milkshake I'd be like kill me because it takes forever to make a milkshake so if you're ever in a restaurant and they look really busy and your kid asks for a milkshake tell them to shut the fuck up because that that server definitely doesn't have time for your shit and your milkshake and you know what also, you come out and you're like, here's the milkshake. Everybody wants one. Everybody sees it and goes, oh, I want one. Yeah. That's but I think as a customer, you don't know that it's the same person dealing with the line of 40 people. Oh, no, no, no. That I has know, to make the milkshake. You assume that there's like an assigned milkshake person. <laughs> Just one person to... <laughs> Yeah, so that was my revenge. And, like, I really doubt that, like, I doubt that the owner's going to be listening. That was my revenge is that I would accidentally make the wrong milkshake or the wrong ice cream sandwich. And then that's what... And then you would eat it? The boyfriend at the time and I would have on our... our, If we had a break, we would try and meet because we literally worked, like, across the street from each other. Yeah, it was really funny. That's hilarious. This has been a really good conversation. We covered so many things. Yeah, we talked way too much. Go back and, like... (laughs) I'm like, it's going to be short. It's going to be 20 to 30 minutes. It's literally an hour since we started talking. But Jess, where can everybody find you? 
on the socials, your podcast. Let's hear it. Everything is the spiritual singer. Perfect. And Everything. whose idea was that for it to be the spiritual singer for your podcast? I just want to take credit. For, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but she was like, I'm going to do this and this. I'm like, no, the spiritual singer. It's so fucking good. It's so good. It's so good. It is good. I'm I'm happy with it because it's what it is. Like if like I love that the the coaching clients that I still currently have are all musicians and like I still do help them with that kind of stuff. So I feel like it's accurate and it, and it continues to invite artists into the space and mm-hmm. to like normalize this kind of thing because you know if you're in a rehearsal room and you don't you kind of don't want people to find out about this stuff. And then they do. And then they're like, you know what? I actually have like a tarot deck too. Or like, look, I have a crystal bracelet too. Mm -hmm. You know, like you never know who is down for the juju. It's usually most people because it just makes your life better. And like, it doesn't matter who like you're speaking to. If you resonate with somebody, they will come and want to work with you or do something. Regardless if you say I work with singers or blah, blah, blah. Like, it really doesn't matter if somebody really resonates with your content, they're going to want something from you. Even if you are specifically saying I work with singers or I work with coaches, it doesn't matter. That is for you to clarify and get specific for yourself. So it feels like it's more like easier and tangible, but anybody that needs your help will come to you. Um, So I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Well, no, that's the best thing about readings is that it's literally good for like, anybody yeah yeah so can you tell us um what your current offers are really quickly so if somebody wants to work with you how could they do that yeah so I do zoom readings or I mean if we're in the same area at the time we could also do it live which is so much fun but if not then we have zoom or facetime or whatever other video platform that you like or we can also do a digital reading which is great for somebody just like dipping their toes in the water because it's a lower price offer and you get voice messages or I mean if you request it you can also get a message and I just do a reading for you and I send you whatever messages that you need and that can be clarity on like a specific area in your life, like if you need clarity around, let's say you got a new job offer and you're unsure about it, or you just started dating somebody new and you're unsure about that, or you just want some general clarity in your life. Mm-hmm. Reading is, it's funny because when, whenever I read for people, the most thing, like 99% of the time, they say like, oh, like I knew that. You know what I mean? It's It's getting to see your own feelings like affirmed It's that thing that we were talking about when it's so hard to discern what's my anxiety and what's my intuition. That's a great time to have a reading because you literally get contact with whatever you consider your intuition to be, whether you choose to put that in the hands of like any kind of greater power or you choose to keep it in your own hands. It's really all the same. We could change the language to make you feel more comfortable as well, but it's all good. Super good. You guys should definitely go and get a reading from Jess. I do all the time. I was just thinking I need to book another one soon, but I was um, thinking that too, actually. Yeah, I was like, I'm due now. I'm due for a reading. So thank you so much for coming on. I love you so much. I'm so glad that we have this relationship and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in my lifetime group coaching program, The Worthy Woman Method. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, tagging me at your coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.